Okay, so let's now go into the 2021 story of phase two. So 2021, Kelly now is no longer doing this by herself. She is now building a team. So you hired an admin, you hired a PT, and it looks like once you did that, you didn't die. So you're, cause you're here. So that's cool. <laughs> but then you went into growth mode. And can we talk about 2021 being the year of growth for your business? If you've ever asked yourself how to stop trading all of your time for money, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets, where I'll be teaching you how to access the wealth code by creating solutions and value in today's ever-changing world so you can create unlimited wealth and fulfillment in all aspects of your lives. Thanks for joining me. Now on to the show. Welcome to the Wealth Code Secrets podcast. I am your host, Greg Todd. Today, I am interviewing... One of the most amazing individuals that I have ever met, uh, period. And oh, as my kids say now, period. Okay. Like this person is amazing. And uh, she really does have an amazing story. And part of the reason why I do what I do today and I continue to push today is because I'm trying to find more people that have the desire, that have the drive and the determination like a Kelly Alhui. And I, this is now the third time you were the first person that I've ever brought on my podcast three times. And so I want to welcome you to the wealth code secrets podcast. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. So, uh, today's podcast I'm calling from six figures in debt to six figure days. And, um, that really has been your story. And I bring you on the podcast because you're constantly changing and you're evolving and you're um, experiencing different milestones and also different pains. And I just think it's, it's, it's kind of cool because if someone wants to go back, they can listen to the episode that we did uh, you know, a couple months back uh, in the show notes. I'll put that episode. I think it was episode in the thirties of the wealth code secrets is when I brought Kelly on and it was her first year of entrepreneurship, and she was my student of the year in one of my programs. And then, like, let's talk about what's happening today and what's been happening over the last four months. And um, and and people always ask me, "Hey, can I come on a Wealth Code Secrets?" Listen, you can come on a Wealth Code Secrets when you're pushing yourself and you have proof of what you're doing. Okay, don't ask me to come on here uh, and you ain't got nothing going on. Okay, uh, and so show me what you're doing. Show me how you're working it. Show me how you are uh, pushing yourself and pushing the boundaries. Show me how you're going to inspire the people. And then we'll talk about you being on a podcast. Got it? Good. All right. With that said, <laughs> Kelly, th- this is what I would love to do. Let's talk about this from six figures in debt to six figure days. Can we break this up into a few different things? Can you talk about uh, the first eight and a half, nine years of your career? Because you didn't come out of PT school with these aspirations to be an entrepreneur, correct? Correct. All right. So can we talk about when you uh, graduated and you became a PT in 2011 to the beginning of 2020? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, guys. So I didn't, I didn't think that I ever wanted to own a clinic because every clinical director and owner that I knew, they were always so stressed out. And so I was just like, nope, not my thing. I just want to do this. But then I started realizing after being clinical director of every uh, clinic that I was at, and I was at at least five 
all over the U S and, um, I just started realizing, you know what, this isn't, this isn't for me. Like I, there's something else out there. I just didn't know where to turn. And so throughout my career, I did many different things. I worked with, um, performers. I worked with actors. I worked with Joe Smos. I worked at private clubs. Um, I, you know, have done pelvic health in five different States. So there was just a lot of different things that I just started trying out. And I just started realizing how burnt out I got. And I got burnt out two or three times. And those were the times that we actually moved to different States. And I thought moving to a different state would cure the, um, would cure the, uh, like, Oh, I'm, I'm burnt out, but it actually didn't, it didn't go away. And, um, it wasn't until we had this forced move to Virginia, um, that I was like, that's it. I'm done at that point. I'm done. I got to make a change. And then that's when things started to change for me. So you thought that the reason why you were burned out was maybe because you needed a change of scenery, right? What, what did you find out about yourself? between 2011 and 2020? And, 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 and I know that's a broad question. So let me kind of dive deeper into it. What do you think now was part of the reason for the burnout that you experienced multiple times? Yeah, I think the, the issue was I was seeing my first job guys, I was seeing 18 patients in an eight hour day and then going home and doing notes and then on top of that, the reason for the burnout besides just, besides just that was I had to have four jobs just to pay my student loan debt. Now I wasn't trying to pay it in record time. I was just trying to pay, make a payment. And so because of that, I then had all these other side gigs on top of it because I just, I had to live and uh, I couldn't live without these four other jobs. And that was it. And that I think created the burnt out, the burnout, because I just, I just was on the rabbit wheel and I just couldn't get off. Wow. Wow. Um, what, what was your student loan debt at its peak? Um, over $200,000 student loan debt. Okay. You had to have four jobs Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, from 2011 to 2020, you said you had five different States that you lived in. Correct. At five different jobs, I'm assuming. Right. When I think I had like six or seven, actually. Six or seven. <laughs> so when, when you started your career as a PT in 2011, how much were you making? $62,000. I will never forget that. Okay. 62,000. All right. So eight and a half years, you've worked with performers. You've worked with professional actors. I know some of the big names you've worked with. There are some really big names, y'all. Okay. Um, and you were obviously a pretty darn good clinician. Um, what did you finish your as a staff PT for nearly nine years? You started at 62. What, what did you finish off before you went out on your own? $85,000. $85,000. So in nine years, you guys, uh, she was able to increase her pay by uh, $23,000 in nine years. In nine years, she was able to increase her pay by 23,000. Now, this is not someone that decided that the last day that she finished school, that she wasn't going to continue to grow and invest in herself from a clinical standpoint. Kelly, can I tell you something? Somebody reached out to me uh, when I did this post on Instagram last week. They reached out to me and told me that they're 14 years as a PT. 
they're a fellow, um, spent, I'm talking like probably close to $100,000 in post-education post to become a fellow and all the other certifications. The person makes $72,000 a year, 14 years out. And wow. they live in California and they take home $4,000 a month. So I, I think the first thing that I want to take away, because I wanted this episode because I just want people to understand. And a lot of people are resonating right now with you, Kelly, with your, that first part of your story, having to work multiple jobs just to make ends meet, not to live this lavish lifestyle, just to make ends meet, having over $200,000 in student loan debt, uh, in basically getting, remember now, she said she started off at 62,000. She finished off at 80, said 80, 85, 85. Mm-hmm. And she moved up. She was a clinic director. Okay. She was a clinic director for multiple facilities. And that was the peak that she, a, she, 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 she got to. And, um, and she experienced burnout multiple times. And she initially thought that the burnout was from her being in a certain location, but every single time she moved, guess what? She still brought the same thing with her. You want to know what that was? That was her. And that was her skills. And that was the knowledge that she had. And so no matter where she went, she brought her, her skills, and the knowledge that she had. So I want to break that up into phase one of the Kelly Elhui story. And I hope everyone that's listening to this on YouTube and on the podcast, I hope you're getting value in it. This story will get better. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, So let's break this up now into phase two. Uh, phase two, let's talk about the start of 2020. Something happened. And let's kind of take that now. This to me is like phase one of your entrepreneurial journey, right? So in 2020, yep. you decided to do something. And let's kind of like talk about that part of your story now. And then we'll start to lead into you know, what happens after that. Yeah. So 2020, uh, I found Greg online randomly. And I, you know, I remember for Christmas, right before 2020, I asked my boss, I said, Hey, can I take a vacation and go see my family for Christmas? Um, And my dad wasn't doing well. And they were like, no. And that was really the start of me thinking there's got to be something I've got to change this. I just can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. On top of it, you know, I was so burnt out. I was actually making myself sick. I was really sick at that time. And I just, I couldn't do anymore. And so once I found Greg, he had this $99 program. I took that on uh, that program. It was a month long. And every night I just listened to him for 20 minutes. That was it. And I just, you know, remember doing that. I'm like, okay, this guy, this guy's inspiring me. I got to do something. And so uh, from that program, I took another program of his and then I was like, that's it. I'm quitting my job. And literally I quit my job two days before COVID hit and I had zero patients on my schedule and I had to, um, say, all right, I'm going to sink or swim. Here we go. And I just had to dive headfirst and be like, I am going to replace my income. So within one month that I was making out my outpatient orthopedic job, um, within one month I was able to replace my income. And then from there on out, uh, it started, you know, for the second quarter, 
it was making 20K a month or every single month. And then I was making 30K every single month in fourth quarter after that. So it just started to build and build and build. And at that time, I was still only my, I was just working uh, for myself. And I was the only one in my practice. I had no admin and I was seeing 49 patients was my max. So almost 50 patients a week, 49 patients. Don't recommend doing that a week that I was actually seeing by myself without an admin running my whole clinic, uh, for months and months, because I was terrified to hire someone. Cause I didn't know if I could pay them due to, I think it was the trauma of, uh, can I pay someone because I could barely even pay myself just a year ago. Right. Okay. So I think there's a couple of things. Uh, we, we glossed over this idea that she left her job two days before COVID hit. So I'm assuming it's like March 11th or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Probably the last day of her job. Okay. She, remember I said she was, she moved five times or not five or, or yeah, five times worked at like six or seven different practices. And every single time that she moved, she took herself, she took her skills and she took her knowledge. And in 2020, what she did is she decided to invest in new skills, to learn new skills, which is scary. It's scary, right? Mm-hmm, very uh, scary. You decided to, uh, to learn new skills in a different way than how we're used to learning it, where we go to weekend CEU courses or this or that or whatever, and get new knowledge and open herself up to things that she hadn't done before. Okay. So that's the first thing I want you guys to kind of um, understand. And then you just said this thing where I started, I started and I had no patience. And then, and then by the second quarter, I was like 20 K a month. Wait, 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 this is something 20 K a month. Okay. You guys, you guys, here, here's the deal. I want you all to understand this. This does not work for everyone because not everybody is willing to work for it. You're not willing to do it. But what did you have to do? Can we not gloss over that part? What did you have to do in order for you to go from making $85,000 a year as a clinic director to now making $20,000 in a month? Can you tell the people that, please? Yes. So I went and I stood on trailheads, which is where like lots of runners come by and run by because again, no one wanted to even see you, touch you, be around you, whatever else because it's COVID times. And I just started screaming at them saying, Hey, um, you want to come to the parking lot right here? I'll do a movement assessment. looks like you're running this way. looks like you're doing this. And that's how I started drumming up business. Uh, and I just started training for free. I was just whoever was willing to talk to me and just listen to me as they were running by, I was trying to get whoever that was and pull them in the parking lot to just hang out with them and create a conversation. That's it. Kelly, how did that make you feel? Did every single person that you talked to talk to you? No, guys, this was the lowest point. Like think about being homeless and standing on a street I've never felt that, but at this moment, that's honestly what I felt like to put your ego aside that you are a doctor of physical therapy. I have $200,000 student loan debt. I had $0 in the bank account as like savings. And I am standing on a trailhead for free training people or begging people to just even talk to me. It honestly was the lowest point. And I have to say, if someone is able to do that, 
like they will win the game in, in the whatever game they want to play. Okay. So I, I think I, I don't think that was um, ever really said in detail before on any of the podcasts we've done in the past. And I think the big lesson that I want you all to take away from this part of phase two of the, the Kelly Alhui story is that uh, the first thing is you have to become the person that's willing to do the thing so that you can have the thing that you want. Key word is you have to be willing to become the person. I want you all that are listening right now to the podcast to ask yourself, have you become someone that's willing to humble yourself enough to have conversations with people that don't want to have conversations with you? Are you humble enough? Have you become the person that's willing to stand on the side of the road where a bunch of runners are passing by and literally scream and shout from the top of your lungs? Hey, let me see you. Let me work on you. Knowing that probably for every 10 person, 10 people that you scream to, maybe one, maybe, maybe not even. No, no. People just ignore you. They just ignore you. Have you become that person? Or are you the person that just wants to be known as the doctor and you want to be at a status where you are too good to talk to anyone? You're beyond that. And if you want to know why you're broke, it's because you haven't become the person yet. See, here's the deal, you guys. The reason why I set my programs up the way that I set them up, and I don't really know, I don't know too many people. I know Kelly is now a coach as well, and I don't know too many people that do it in this way. And that the way that I set my programs up is that the first thing you're going to do is you're going to become the person. And most of you right now, the reason why you're poor and the reason why you're, it's because, it's because you haven't become the person that you need to become. And that person has to be humbled. And that person has to be sometimes broken down. And I'm not saying that we're doing um, an army boot camp, but I'm sure as hell making you do a boot camp. And that is so that you understand that in the game of business, in the game of entrepreneurship, um, you're going to have to go down first before you go up. That's with investing. That's with learning things. You're going to have to do that. And that's what she did. Now, you did that and it wasn't too pretty in the beginning, but how long did it take you to basically replace your salary? A month. It took you a month. Here, here's my question to you. How many people do you think you had to talk to? Oh. A lot, guys, a lot of rejection, a lot of failure, um, but you just can't let it stop you. You just got to go, okay, next person. Next and person. don't even blink an eye. Pivot quickest. The quicker you can pivot, the, the faster that you can just reach your goals. Right. Okay. Um, gosh, I, man, I, I hope this is not falling on deaf ears. I, I, I really do. I hope you guys are really getting this. All right. So now, so now you hit another point now. You've never made $20,000 a month before in your life. And I think you did that by the middle of 2020, right? Around Correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The summer. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you're at this point where you're busting through the seams and yes. you have to hire someone, but you said that you were so scared because it wasn't even a year ago that you didn't have the money. Nope. Couldn't afford to even pay myself. <laughs> so what? What was going on in your mind and what did you have to do to overcome that? Well, I got, I, I just got to a point where I had to make a change. And I think the same situation in the first phase of this is I just got to a point, every point that I've made is like, 
I just got to a point where I actually had to make a change because the situation was just too overwhelming or too, too much. And that's, yeah, it was too painful. Exactly. It was too painful. And so, you know, working for seeing 49 patients and then all the calls and the emails and all that, I just was like, okay, I've got to make a change. Um, and I just gotta, I gotta dive in. So I thought, you know what, let me hire an admin. And then at the same time I was like, oh, well now maybe I can hire a PT too. (laughs) Even though I was treating two caseloads, a full caseloads of PTs. Um, but you know, it was, I was scared. I was just so scared. Right. It's funny because you would never thought that, oh my gosh, I get to the point where I'm making 20 K. And if I ever made 20 K a month, all my problems would be going to be 20 K a month prorated over 12 months is $240,000 a year. I mean, that is a 300% increase from the highest pay you've ever had. You did that in a matter of six months, six months. And, and it took you nine years to get to that point of being able to increase your pay by not even 40% over nine years. I mean, it's crazy. Okay. So, so, so pain, so pain is what made you do it. And then you did it. Do you regret it today? No, not at all. Okay. Um, so you get to the end of 2020 and by the end of 2020, you are where? End of 2020, making 30K in the fourth quarter each month. And that was with two employees? You No, and- that was with zero. That was still just me. And two. then um, 2021 is when I actually hired my first admin and my first PT. That was in January. Okay. So let's now go into the 2021 story of phase two. So 2021, Kelly now is no longer doing this by herself. She is now building a team. So you hired an admin, you hired a PT, and it looks like once you did that, you didn't die. So you're, cause you're here. So that's cool. <laughs> but then you went into growth mode. And can we talk about 2021 being the year of growth for your business? Yes. Yeah. It was huge. So guys, the first time I hired this PT within two months, she actually quit on me. And at that point, my energy was like really drained because I just put all my efforts. I didn't have any systems in in place. And I was like, Oh no, maybe I might die this time. And I was like, no, I got to pivot. I got to turn this around and I got to figure it out. So within, I would say about a month, because it did take me a while to hire because it's just hard to find people. So it did take me about a month to hire. Then I had to go through about two or three months of training this person, trying to develop systems. So that's a whole, you know, growth process in itself. And um, once I hired one, then basically every three months I hired another PT after that. Mm, wow. So you guys, here's the deal. I, I I know it's always scary for every leap that you make. I remember when Kelly, I mean, I don't know, maybe she didn't think twice about buying my $99 program, but I know that when she bought my $3,000 program, uh, I know that that was scary, right? Yes. And I know not everybody was too pumped up about that one. Nope. Husband was not on board. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, so then, um, then now I'm asking for money to be in my mastermind. My mastermind's not really, it's not, it's not for cheap people. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but each time, whether it's a mastermind program, it's, it's either increasing your knowledge base, it's increasing your ability to implement, it's increasing your execution, it's hiring a team member that requires investment. As I said earlier in the podcast, you have to become the person before you can actually do the thing. 
you guys understand that Kelly probably would not have been able to pull the trigger on hiring someone if she never became the person that could invest. What she would have done, and by the way, Kelly, there was another option. There was an op- an, another option. For you. The option was for you to do what 90% of healthcare professionals do, sabotage themselves. Yep. You could have sabotaged yourself, by the way. That, that was a viable option. And that's what most people do. They have a business, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing, but then they haven't become the person that can actually take the next step. So what they do is they just start to say, hey, I'm going to create like a wait list of a gajillion years. And then they Mm. actually think that people are, they think in their right mind that people are actually going to stay on a wait list for a gajillion years when their problem is really bad. And then they think that they're going to always have business and this and that. And people say, you know what? Screw that. I'll go somewhere else. And they go somewhere else. And then they realize in six months, they're out of business. Because they were never able to become the person that could do the thing. And and the the thing is them actually investing in other people and not be so damn selfish to make it all about them and say, you know what? I'm going to be scared. I'm going to, yes, but I'm still going to push through the suck and push through the fear. And you could have done that, but you didn't. So now you use that year and you grew. So where are you at now with your practice by the end of 2021? So by the end of 2020, we actually had to move locations. So we doubled our space. So that was a big move uh, to double a space, to get the new practice, you know, looking all nice and, and everyone kind of all the patients switching over and all that. So that was a big, uh, you know, just a big milestone as well. And then by the end of 2021, I had four or five employees then. Four or five employees by the end of 2021. Actually, I think I had seven employees. Actually. Seven employees by yes. the end of 2021. Okay. Well, that was fast. Okay. <laughs> so, so where so where so where were you at from a a business standpoint, re- like revenue? Uh oh, I was at over half a million. Half a million a year mm-hmm. by the end of 2021. Okay. Um, so now we're into 2022. We're doing this podcast in May of 2022, just to give you all context from whenever you're listening to this. So uh, you decided to to continue to expand your impact and your reach. Your clinic has grown, right? And it was growing and you decided to double down and continue to grow, but you decided to do something else. Go ahead and talk about them. Talk about both of them. Talk about both of them. Yes. So... I actually consulted with Greg like over a year ago. And I'm like, Greg, I really love coaching people. I love doing like what you do and really making an impact. And before that, I was like coaching my patients on how to quit their jobs. And people that actually work for me now, I've had them leave their jobs to come work for me. And it was just, it was a really big passion of mine. And Greg's like, Kelly, let's just wait on it, focus on orthopelvic. And I was like, okay. So I just listened to whatever he said. And, um, I just knew deep down that this was something that truly was such a passion, just like pelvic health, but it just even brought more joy, um, to, to, to me, I don't know. It just created so much of an impact. And I would just, I love that about it. So I created, uh, something called pelvic biz. So pelvic biz, we just had an event at Greg's space actually in April and it is business coaching for pelvic health PTs and OTs. So I help coach uh, them and grow their practices. And it's just truly been amazing 
just the, the cultivation of, of women entrepreneurs. And it's just been, it's just been fire. So as that's been going on, then I've also, um, doubled down on orthopelvic and grew that. So now we have nine employees. I'm still looking for a full-time pelvic health PT. So if you're out there, let me know. Um, <laughs> Reach and, out. Hey, yeah. you guys just text me. I want to be on Kelly's team. Text me to 813-534-6453 and I'll, I'll make the special intro. Okay, good. Go ahead. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And so, yeah, everything's just, you know, booming and, and couldn't be more thankful. So, wow. so, uh, you decided to grow your practice. You're at nine employees now. Um, what are you guys doing a month? Just, just say it. What are you doing a month right now? Um, over 90 K. She's doing over $90,000 a month in her business. Uh, and that only happens because she was willing to invest in people. She's willing to invest in people and she was willing to invest in investing in those people, not just money-wise, but time-wise. Okay. But she had to become the person that could invest in order to actually invest. She had to invest in herself first. Then she had to invest in people. She had to invest in buildings so that she can house more people. And guys, this is how it happens. I, I just don't, you know, a lot of times you're, oh, I went from this, this and to, to, to two years. I wanted to do this podcast so you all can see the evolution. Now, she also realized that orthopelvic is awesome. It's growing and it's growing by leaps and bounds. But she realized that through this process of transforming herself from not from 20, you know, 11, okay, like transforming herself really from 2020 to now. All right. Uh, she realized that, wait a minute, I'm really enjoying having this impact on people. And I want to like, look at how fast you could change your life. So I want to do this for other people that I know are struggling just to get by that are pelvic health therapists. So she decided to do this, this event called Pelvic Biz, right? And I think this is kind of where it leads to now. In 2022, so let's talk about from, from 2020 to 20. Yeah. From 2020, March of 2020 or January of 2020, let's just say to the end of 2020, you had to learn new skills, correct? Correct. Yes. And those skills were like how to actually have the basic skills of an entrepreneur to get out there, talk to people, figure out what problems there are out there. And then she needed to start solving those problems in a marketplace until there was enough people that trusted her and believed in her, and it created some type of demand for her, the supply. Okay. In 2021, she primarily had to learn the skills of becoming not just a, a, a solopreneur, but now a business owner slash entrepreneur, where she had to not only like run a place and run a facility and um, teach other people and develop systems and processes and all these other things, but she also had to invest as well. So she had to invest in these people. She had to invest in a facility and all those other things, okay? And that's what she did in 2021. Again, you guys, another set of skills. And then now in 2022, she decides that she wants to help other pelvic health therapists grow their businesses. And she did an event. Kelly, here's my question to you. Did you have to learn a new set of skills in 2022? Yes, big time. What were some of the skills that you had to learn? The biggest one was getting my health online. Okay. That was the biggest one. The, the next second biggest one was tech. 
yeah. how to even work a Zoom. I mean, this may sound dumb, but I didn't even know how to work Zoom. And when you were handling a second company by yourself, I don't have employees for this company. Um, I had to learn all the backend systems and figure it out. Right. Okay. So you guys, let's just go back to this. You guys, this is a masterclass in development. And if you want things to happen fast, okay, this literally is a listen. Please listen to this over and over and over again. All right. So here's what's happening now. It's only the pressure is only getting more. She's running a company. She has a company that's now trending towards seven figures. She wants to do this new thing. She had to start with herself. She had to optimize herself. And she said the first thing that she had to do in 2021, uh, uh, 2022 is to reinvest in what? People? Nope. Herself and her health. This is why this podcast is called The Wealth Code Secrets. This is not just about money. It's not just about time. It's about health, relationships, self-worth, growth, and contribution. That's what she had to do. That's the first thing she did. And then she said, I had to learn how to run tech because here's the first rule of business. First rule of business is to stay in business. Okay. So what she had to realize is that if she was going to run a coaching business, she had to allow herself to be able to be omnipresent, meaning that she had to be everywhere. So something that is her Achilles heel, no pun intended, is tech. So she had to learn how to use technology so she could have messaging to the masses. Is it comfortable? I have to say this was the, out of all the phases, guys, when I, I mean, standing on the side of the trailhead was very uncomfortable, but I would have to say this phase is the most amount of energy that I've ever needed and the biggest push of the most uncomfortable things that I did not want to do at all. Greg knows um, that I pushed it like I really, really pushed it and uh, it massively paid off. Massively paid off. So um, let's just quickly, we'll quickly talk about the event. Um, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the impact from the event. You'd never run an event before. Never. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't do this for her. She did the event. I, I didn't do anything. I just showed up and said something for about 45 minutes and I was out. Okay. Um, you had to host an event. You had to yes. do 90% of the speaking at the event. Right. You had to um, basically get all the stuff, <laughs> get everything for the event. Was that one of the hardest things you've ever done? Wasn't the hardest thing. It's just uncharted territory. So, yeah. you know, you just have to just go with it. Whatever happens, you're like, okay, I'm going with it, going with it. Right. Done. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about the impact of what happened from that event. Um, and not just from the event, because the event was kind of like the culmination of working with a group of ladies for, you know, two months, right? right. So what are some of the amazing things that happened for people um, during those two months? Number one, it was the community of all of us females coming together, realizing that we're actually way more alike than I think a lot of people think, and that we can, as women, as moms, as um you know, just business owners that we can have it all. And I think that's very important for people to understand that you can do it all. Even when you're told, oh no, you have kids and you have to continue to just work this nine to five job because that's all you can handle. That, that's not the case. 
And I think that was, that was one. And number two, a sisterhood. That's what they called it. They called it a sisterhood because together we were bonded basically kind of now for life in the fact that we pelvic biz just started. It was just this be a two day event. And as I was talking to these women, I, I clearly like, this is such my passion because I was in their position and I was like, I got to do more. I got to do more. And so I was like, no, I'm doing calls. I'm doing calls every other week. I am, I'm doing trainings. Like I just threw everything at this because I knew how much help these people needed. And I wanted to progress them to a certain level before even pelvic biz happened. And so creating that, that group to show people, wow, this is really, this is, it doesn't take that much to actually start a business and really breaking it down for them was such an amazing, you know, experience to where we had multiple people leave their jobs during this time, um, and start their own practices. Um, you know, we had a lot of people do that. Uh, we had people, um, you know, we had one person make 20 K with the, just in with, within one month, um, in her business from nothing to 20 K. Uh, we had, you know, multiple people, um, make six to 10 K just in a month from nothing. So it's just truly been, um, you know, the impact and just like kind of the sisterhood, like they were saying of it and the support has just truly been amazing. And, you know, now we exercise together every day and I think that's really big. And just, uh, you know, just being able to have that community to lean on, it was just it was just amazing. I've never felt, to be honest, I've never felt anything, anything that inspiring before, uh, when coaching these, these ladies and it's just, it was just, it's just been so amazing. So I mean, this is just absolutely amazing to hear. I, I, I want you to tell them the revenue that was generated from the event. And then I want to correlate something together. So over two days, how much revenue did you generate? Yeah. So multi six figures we, we made over, or I made over over two days. (laughs) Okay. So, so there's a couple of things that I think are really important for you all to understand. And that's why I call this podcast from six figures in debt to six figure days. And literally she did this in two years. So here's the thing. I think the first thing that I want you all to understand is that, um, she had more impact over those two months with those ladies in their lives and the butterfly effect of what they're going to now do in their communities. And when I tell you all that impact always correlates to income, not many uh, people can generate multi six figures in two days, but that's how it works, you guys. So I want you to understand that the bigger the problem that you solve, the bigger the impact that you're going to make and the bigger the impact that you're going to make, the bigger the income that you're going to generate because it's a bigger payoff for people. So how I want to kind of conclude this is for you all to understand a couple of things. You have to become the person that can do the thing so that you can have the life that you want. And hopefully you see that there's no part of this podcast that is edited. This is the real story. Like I want you all to understand the real story. And I want you all to understand that right now there's a narrative that you're telling yourself on why you can't do it. But the reality is that you haven't it will, you haven't uh, become willing to become the person. And once you do that, it's all systems go. So I have to be honest with you. I am looking for more people like Kelly Alhui. There are people out there. And by the way, Kelly is looking for more people like those students that she's gotten in a month, two months 
to six to 10K and up to 20K. There are people out there that if shown the way, they're desperate enough to do the thing because they desire a different life than what they have. And I want everyone to understand that I truly believe that you, you can do it. You can, but you have to be willing. You have to be willing and you have to believe that you're worthy enough um, uh, to be able to actually pull this off. And Kelly, I just think it's amazing just to hear the transformation. And maybe we'll have you on again next year, you know, and just see someone that just continues to push themselves beyond whatever this fake limit is on what it is that they can achieve. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Health-wise, how are you feeling? I'm feeling the best that I've felt in five, six, seven years, guys. It's truly amazing. And, you know, and I'm the busiest I've ever been, but I'm not that busy at the same time. It's kind of bizarre to explain that, but yeah. One of the cool things you said to me is you've taken some vacations this year so far. How, how many vacations have you taken? Every month, my husband and I have gone on a vacation and we continue to do that. Every month. Every month. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want you all to understand this. You know, there's a narrative that a lot of you are thinking that, you know, I already worked so hard. How can I make more money? I'm just going to have to work harder. That is not the case. The reality is that you're probably doing the wrong thing. You're working hard at doing the wrong thing. And it's really, really, really hard to start doing the thing that you don't know how to do. It's hard to do it. It takes a lot of humility. It takes um, a lot of submissiveness. It takes a lot of inner strength. You say, I got to start. I got to start back from zero. And, and that's just the truth. But if you're willing to start at zero and you're just willing to say, okay, I'm willing to go all in. How long does it take? Look, I can't, you know, the, the results are killer. You're not the results of every single person, but okay, whatever. Because you want to know something? Most people aren't willing to work like Kelly. And, you know, I, I always, I, I ask myself, like, you know, look, man, I've been doing this for a while and we've had some pretty epic results, but not everybody gets those results. But the truth is that not everybody's willing to do that. Most people won't. They just won't. So I just hope this inspires you. I hope this brings some clarity to your situation. Um, Kelly, is there anything that you want to leave them with? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is get out of your own way, believe in yourself and hire a mentor. Mentorship is the only thing that actually made me understand that there is a completely different path than I was taking. And I think that's, that's the number one thing that has made me be able to have what I have today. So I really appreciate it, Greg. Yeah, no, it's, it's my honor and my pleasure. I, I think, I, I think you're probably starting to see this now. Maybe it didn't make sense back then, but you're starting to see when, when you have ascended and maybe, I, you know, I don't know if you feel this, but I know for me, I did. Okay. So I can't speak for you, but I ascended, uh, from where I was in healthcare at a $19 an hour therapist to where I am today. And a lot of that was really painful. It was really painful. But I also know how different my life is today than what it was back then. And I know that the thing that I wanted for myself and for my wife and for our kids was to be able to get time. And I knew that doing it that way, there was no shot at me getting it. And it, but it was a painful journey. And I just, just want to work with people that want it as bad as I did. 
Because mm-hmm. if you want it as bad as I did, I know that there's absolutely no possible way. And Kelly, do you feel this way now? hundred like, percent. Absolutely no possible way with the info, with everything that we've laid out is no possible way for you not to achieve it. But what I can't help you with is desire. What I can't help you with is desperation. What I can't help you with is determination. I can, I can help you with potentially seeing it by doing podcasts like this, by telling you my story, but I can't help you with having that desperation. Like, I mean, I just, I just can't, you got to have it, but if you have it, sky's the limit, right? It's game over. It's game over. It's game over. Kelly, thank you so much for being on the Wealth Code Secrets podcast. Hey, let them know where they can find you. You can go ahead, pimp your stuff. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Pelvibiz on Instagram and then ortho pelvic PT on Instagram. You can find us there. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, do me a favor here. Seriously, I want you to, uh, to write down this number. Everybody right now, just go get a pen, paper. Okay. Write down this number. 813-534-6453. I would like for you to text me your biggest takeaways from today's podcast and tell me how you are going to become the person that finally does the things that you already know you need to do. I, I want, and, and if you text me, I will actually respond back. Okay, I will. And if you want to work for Kelly, text that at the end of it and I'll hook you up. Okay. I give, I'll give you, I'll give you the hookup. Do I get a finder's fee for this or no? <laughs> Maybe. Skittles for this one. Okay. A bag of Skittles. All right. Great. Okay. So please y'all, if you want to help GT get a bag of Skittles from Kelly, <laughs> go ahead. And if you, you know, let's see if we can see if we can get another person on our team, but you guys, um, that's what this is all about. You know, it's about changing healthcare. And the only way healthcare changes is if you change. Mm-hmm. Can't, you can't expect healthcare to change without you changing. Okay. That's how I started to change healthcare. I changed first. Kelly wanted to change healthcare. By the way, do you remember when you said, I want to do coaching like you? And I said, uh, not so fast, my friend. You've got some more changing to do. Right. Right. But right. guess what? She, she listened. She was coachable. She was teachable. And she did it. And now she's blowing up with it. So anyways, love you guys. Thank you, Kelly, for being on. Till next Thank time. you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wealth Code Secrets. If you haven't already, please share this out so that more people can get access to The Wealth Code. Now, if you would like to work with us and connect with my team, go to www.connectwithgt.com. That's where you can find all my free trainings, free resources, and actually book a free strategy call with my team. So looking forward to talking with you. Remember, let's make your days count. Till next time.